today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. I mean, maybe something happened in the relationship, but someone stole a friend from you, took a friend out of your life. God was teaching David something that the church has tried to learn again and again. What a friend we have in Jesus. We sing, but do we know that? I am a friend of God. Are we? I mean, what's the friendship? How close is it? Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. Are you experiencing brokenness in your life? It's not a process that anyone would choose to endure, but God promises to use it to mold us into His image. In today's message, Pastor Ed shares how David experienced rejection and broken relationships, but chose to trust God in the process. He possessed a vision of faith that brought him through the pain. God wants to be the most important thing in your life, and He has a plan for the broken pieces. He'll provide the strength you need to endure. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. was to take refuge in God, to draw strength from God. When all the props are knocked out, when the enemy comes in like a flood against you, when you feel this process of being broken, what's God doing in you? He's teaching you to take refuge in him. That's what is happening. In the midst of David's pain, in the midst of all that he's going through, he's becoming more and more like Christ. Isaiah 53 speaks of Messiah, and it says, He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows. Uh, Luke 9.22, Jesus is speaking, and the Son of Man refers to Jesus. That's a self-designation he gave himself. It was a messianic designation. He says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected. No one likes to be rejected. It hurts. It's painful when the door is shut in your face when they turn their back on you, when you're pushed away. And that's where David is right now. But what is God doing? God is shaping and molding and forming his life. See, the pressure you feel is the hand of the master potter molding your life. When you look at David's Psalms, you could see Jesus. You could hear Jesus. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? David said that. Jesus used those words on the cross. Psalm 69 says, they've parted my garments and they cast lots for them. 
Jesus experienced that. David, in those moments, became so close to God that he began to speak prophetically in a messianic way. When the pressure, when the stress, when position, when safety, when all of those things just seem to assail you, God is doing something on the inside. See, someday, David was going to sit on a throne. Someday, David was going to reign. And God was preparing him for that moment, for that time. I like the way Peter Marshall said it. God will never permit any troubles to come upon us unless he has a specific plan by which great blessings can come out of difficulty. God intends for great blessings to come out of your great pain. There was something else that he experiences, not only this rejection and that hurt, but he experienced the breaking or the broken relationships. David knew that from childhood. God is involved in every facet of our life, in every season of our life. He can use it. David said in Psalm 27:10, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. And what God was doing in David's life is he was teaching David to trust in him, to rely upon him. James Phillips said, God has lessons for us to learn in our times of trouble, and he is strong enough to resist our piteous cries for relief until the discipline of pain does his gracious work in our souls. Oh, God, that hurts. Oh, God, I I, I can't take another trial like this. God, how long? How long? How long? Watch what God is doing in David's life. David had at least one person, one elder who believed in him, and that was Samuel, the great prophet. And, and David found some refuge and some consolation when all of Israel was turning against him, or at least the majority. He, he was with Samuel the prophet. But then... In chapter 25, verse 1, his mentor was taken from him. I was a young pastor, about 28 years old, and I pastored. I was the youngest pastor that church ever had. And I remember at the church, there had been a series of difficulties. The church had stress points, to say the least. But I would call a Pastor Greco. And say, Pastor, what do I do? (laughs) Help me. Give me some counsel. And he was that mentor to me. I remember when he died in 1989, the loss I felt. One of my mentors, someone that I could call and I could talk to. What was God doing in David's life? David, I want you to depend on me. David, I want you to come to my throne and hear my voice and listen to my instruction and for my word to be your guide. I remember 
One of my Bible teachers back in my home church, he was a Jewish believer who had incredible insight into the word. And uh, I remember him teaching and I had some questions and I would always ask him questions as a young believer. And one day I came to him and I said, could you explain this to me? And then he stunned me. He said, well, did you ask God? Well, it was much easier to ask him <laughs> than to ask God. And so I said, well, you know, he said, go pray about it. Go talk to the Lord about it. What's God doing in David's life? God is saying, David, I want to be intimate with you. I want to change you. I want you to know me. Sometimes God takes that godly saint home or that godly mentor away. And there we're on the journey by ourselves and we have to just hear and know. David had a friend who cared for him and his name was Jonathan. Jonathan just loved David in a selfless manner. In 1 Samuel 23, 16, you see a friendship. We looked at a mentor. A friendship is taken now. The Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horish and helped him find strength in the Lord. What was happening was God was taking away all the props, all the crutches. God was breaking David. Have you ever lost a good friend? I mean, maybe something happened in the relationship, but someone stole the friend from you, took a friend out of your life. God was teaching David something that the church has tried to learn again and again. What a friend we have in Jesus. We sing, but do we know that? I am a friend of God. Are we? I mean, what's the friendship? How close is it? God was putting David, allowing David to go through experiences where David was being broken and David had to trust completely in the Lord. What about his family? Michael was a Wife of his youth. She loved David. She was devoted to him. And she's going to be taken from him. First Samuel 25, 44. But Saul had given his daughter Michael, David's wife, to Petel, son of Laish, who was from Galen. What happened is suddenly, even David's beloved wife in the early years of their marriage was taken. How do you think David felt? The emptiness. Maybe some of you have lost a spouse. Maybe they walked out on you. Maybe someone stole their affections and just simply left you without that partnership and friendship. Maybe someone stole a relationship. They took your son, your daughter, a grandchild, and that relationship just isn't there. That relationship that you yearn for, looked for, wanted, just destroyed. Well, that gives you a picture of David right now, a mentor gone, a friend gone, his spouse gone. There he is. And what's happening to David? 
I think God is creating in David a dependency upon him. He's going through the gamut of emotions. That's why you could pick up the book of Psalms and wherever you are on the journey, you can find comfort, you can find help, you can find an answer because David went through those battles, that time of brokenness in his own life. I think God was doing something else in David. Trials are to take out of us those latent seeds of sin that could grow in our lives and destroy it. I think God was saying to David at this moment, David, do you see how it hurts when another man takes your wife? David, do you see how it feels when your wife is taken from you and given to another man? David, don't ever do that to anyone. I'm sure that when David was tempted and yielded to the temptation to take Bathsheba from Uriah, Uriah was one of his mighty men, one of 30 men who battled for him that the Holy Spirit was faithful to bring back to his mind. Don't you remember, David? Don't you remember how that hurt? Don't you remember that pain? See, God knows what we're about. He knows things about us that we don't know about ourselves. And the the trial is trying to refine David and trying to put David in that place where he should be, where his trust is in the Lord. Look, saint of God, follower of Christ, God wants to be the most important person in your life, more important than your spouse, more important than your friends, more important than your mentor, more important than your children. Listen to the Apostle Paul. He's speaking from jail. And 2 Timothy, at my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them, but the Lord stood at my side. And gave me strength. Have you ever been there? Where it felt like everything was taken from you. Where you were completely broken. And all you had was Jesus. And that's enough. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is seeking sand. We wear crutches to prop ourselves up through life. And wherever we put those crutches, maybe it's friends, maybe it's mentors, maybe it's children, maybe it's our position, maybe it's our security. Wherever you put those crutches, it's sinking sand. It's quick sand. The pressure that you feel is the potter's hand. Shaping your life. The last experience I chose to emphasize was the experience of betrayal. That's probably one of the hardest things for us to deal with. It says in chapter 1, 23, David and his men went to Kalila. Kalila was a small community. When he went there, he had prayed. 
He said, God, should I go help them? The Philistines are taking advantage of them. Uh, They're stealing from them. Their lives are endangered. And God said, yes. But his men said, wait a minute. If we go there, we'll be an open target for Saul. If we go there, the Philistines could attack us. We'll put ourselves in danger. So David goes and says to God, should I go? And God says, yes. So he's following God's will. He's following God's instruction. He goes there successfully delivers them from the Philistines, and then Saul hears that he's there. And David prays. He says, Lord, should I leave? Will they betray me? Will they sell me out? And God says, yes. This is so important. Have you ever been sold out by someone? They break faith with you. They give you their word only to deceive you. Maybe you share a confidence and they break that confidence. They divulge your conversation. And you are just vulnerable. That's what's happening to David right now. Have you been there? Where your loyalty is repaid with disloyalty. Where your help is repaid with someone stabbing you in the back you know perhaps it's someone you helped at work perhaps it's someone in your family perhaps it's even someone in the church you do something for them you invest in them you help them and when it's to their advantage and you have your back turned your back is for dark practice Or they shake your hand with one hand and they stab you in the back with the other. They're skilled at doing it. When that happens, God's doing something in you. He's doing something really deep in you. See, God is preparing David to sit on a throne. He's preparing David to be a king. At that moment, I believe one of the things that's happening in our lives is that God is refining. He's teaching us to do things simply because he told us to. No matter how people respond, no matter what they say, no matter what they do, some people get weary with well-doing because they're doing it for people rather than God. Their service is because of Maybe it's meeting a need in their life or or simply because it's something that they like doing rather than saying, I'm doing it for Christ and for Christ alone. The temptation is to strike back. I want you to see disloyalty in David and Saul's relationship. We'll go back to that. What happens when your kindness is repaid with evil? Paul tells us what to do in chapter 12, verse 17, and then verse 21. Do not repay anyone for evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Six times Saul attempts to take David's life. Six times he attempts to destroy him. Twice. God delivers Saul into David's hands. And David doesn't even have to lift the sword himself. He's in Saul's tent. 
He has a soldier with him. And the soldier says, I could snuff out his life like that. All David's troubles would be over. No more fleeing, no more running, no more going from place to place in the wilderness. But David won't do it. He's going to leave it in God's hands. You know, the way this world is, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. The way the kingdom is, my motives are so important that everything I do is for God. It's not for people. Some people live for themselves. Some people live for their jobs. Some people live for their families. Some people live for their children, their spouse. Then there are some who live for God. And when they live for God, they're better workers, they're better fathers, they're better spouses. God wants us to have one central, central compass that again and again we follow. God, all that I do will be for your honor and for your glory. The way I work, the way I serve, the way I live, it's for you and you alone. God is in the process of refining his motives. Let me ask you, the pressure that you feel, maybe there's a sense of loss of security, maybe some position in you're lost. Maybe it's some friendship that you've lost. Maybe it's just somebody has been really knifing you in the back when you've done the right thing. What's God doing in you? The pressure you feel is the potter's hand molding your life, shaping you. There's a poem that I'd like to read to you. When God wants to mold a man to play the noblest part, when he yearns with all his heart to create so great and bold a man that all the world shall be amazed, watch his methods, watch his ways, how he ruthlessly perfects whom he royally elects, how he hammers him and hurts him, and with mighty blows converts him into trials Shapes of clay, which only God understands. Till his tortured heart is crying and he lifts beseeching hands. How he bends but never breaks when his good he undertakes. Then how he uses whom he chooses. And with every purpose fuses him. By every act induces him to try his splendor out. God knows what he's about. God knows you better than you know yourself. God understands you when you don't understand yourself. And God, with every pressure that you're feeling, it's the potter's hand shaping your life on that wheel. Oh, I feel broken here. It's because he wants to remold and to remake you into a vessel of honor and glory. God, this hurts. I know it hurts my son. I know it hurts my daughter. But I'm making you into the image of my son, Jesus. Adel B. Tozer said, If God 
has singled you out to be a special object of his grace, you may expect him to honor you with stricter discipline and greater suffering than less favored ones are called upon to endure. We're so glad you joined us today for another edition of Building in Faith. As Dr. Ed Jones teaches more from the incredible life of David, we hope that you've been encouraged by today's message and that you desire to seek God's will for your own life. Following God is an adventure and definitely goes against the grain of the world, but it's filled with the freedom that grace provides and blessings beyond compare. Would you like to know more about having a relationship with God? We'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 845-462-5955 and let us share how Jesus has changed our lives. If you'd like to learn more about the Building in Faith radio ministry or to hear more messages from Pastor Ed, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll also find more information about Pastor Ed and the activities for your family at Faith Assembly. Our church has weekly services on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We would be honored to have you join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area. Each service is spent in fellowship with other believers, learning more about our Savior, and praising Him for all that He has done for us. Give us a call for more information. Our number again is 845-462-5955. We hope today's message has blessed you, and that no matter what is happening in your life right now, you're turning to Jesus for the love and guidance you need. Please join us next time on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed dives deeper into the life of David. Your word restores and heals